you'll, probably, never see this giant, extinct woodpecker. Brett Ortler A bright watercolor in oranges and blues of an ivory-billed woodpecker in a hole in a tree. A paper about the ivory-billed woodpecker is making the rounds, reigniting a heated debate in the birding world over whether or not the bird is extinct. The authors claim to have the goods on an intermittent but repeated presence of multiple individual birds with field marks and behaviors consistent with those of ivory-billed woodpeckers in Louisiana. But the evidence these bird experts provide, blurry photos, grainy video, and pretty poor drawings, isn't all that convincing. Better, birders, than I have already debunked the sightings as likely being of pileated woodpeckers or red-headed woodpeckers. The paper is an example of the Bigfoot school of myth-making, the evidence is as thin as the argument is passionate. It would be a Bigfoot-sized deal for birders to actually spot an ivory-billed woodpecker. The last definitive sighting of the bird was in 1944. The last photos are even earlier, black and white shots from 1938. These last known ivory-billed woodpeckers were from the Singer Tract, in Louisiana, a relatively untouched swamp spanning about 80,000 acres. Despite vociferous objections by the Audubon Society, birders, and even President Roosevelt, the land was logged. When these birds were around, they were hard to miss. If you've seen a pileated woodpecker, a thriving cousin of the ivory-billed, you know they are huge. One landing on a deck suet feeder is enough to startle anyone. The ivory build was even bigger, 18 to 20 inches long, and with a wingspan of 30 to 31 inches, per the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. It was known as the Lord God Bird for the awe it inspired in observers, and overall, it was roughly the size of a peregrine falcon, though the peregrine falcon has a larger wingspan. Advertisement after the logging in the Singer Tract, the ivory-billed woodpecker likely went extinct, and the birding debates and expeditions to find remnant populations began. Those debates continue to this day, even though it's been almost a century with little compelling proof that any ivory-billed woodpeckers survived. We live in the most photographed period in human history, with cell phones in every pocket and specialized gear like high-end telephoto lenses and trail cams readily available, it stands to reason that if these much-sought-after birds were around somewhere, at least one would be clearly caught on camera. Of course, the urge to rediscover lost species or the related impulse to hunt for cryptids is understandable, what birder wouldn't want to see an ivory-billed woodpecker? And if the flurry of media coverage that the scraps of evidence have kicked up gets more people interested in birds in general, that's a good thing. But that should be the real lesson of the ivory-billed woodpecker and de-extincting the passenger pigeon or the woolly mammoth, instead of obsessively looking for something that probably isn't there, we should save and appreciate what we still have left. Make no mistake, we're living amid a man-made extinction event. There's even a name for it, the Anthropocene. For proof, just pick a group of animals, and it's probably in trouble as a whole, that's true of insects, birds, amphibians, and bats, among many others. If you're wondering why animals are in trouble, just look at your average suburban or urban area and its habitat fragmentation, broad-spectrum insecticides, introduced species, water pollution, air pollution, and light pollution, not to mention entire rows at every big-box store dedicated to eradicating what little native life survives. So what can the average person do? The good news is that while many species are struggling, they're not dead yet. 
And while you don't control the larger infrastructure around you, your own yard can be an oasis. If you have a lawn, kill it and replace it with a prairie chockful of native plants, as author Benjamin Voigt instructs. And while a single lawn might not seem like it'd make a huge difference, lawns, taken together, are the biggest irrigated crop nationwide, Prey, 2005 NASA study, as well as research published since. So a patchwork of native plant oases may well help our wild friends. Advertisement or start simpler, and plant an oak tree, as Doug Tallamy, an ecologist at the University of Delaware, recommends. Oaks are host to a huge number of insects, including many moths. Or plant a native plant garden, as lepidopterist Jared Daniels suggests even a few native plants in a balcony planter can help. Or take my approach, plant native plants, and then observe and record as much as you can. I use the site, iNaturalist.org, and its app, iPhone, Android, to upload photos, suss out identifications, most of which are quite tentative, and most importantly, share my finds. A joint effort between the California Academy of Sciences and the National Geographic Society, iNaturalist is a sort of Facebook for nature. Its users are a wonderful amalgam of experts, motivated amateurs, and everyday users interested in documenting and understanding their world. Better yet, any findings you add could be useful for researchers, iNaturalist data appears, widely, in the scientific literature, helping with everything from monitoring the spread of introduced species, to tracking butterfly populations in the western U.S., and even discovering new species. How to stop the Elizabeth Holmes of AI Case in point, in 2019, a pair of high school iNaturalist users, Harper Forbes and Proctor Jane, came across a scorpion they couldn't identify in California. The observation sat, unidentified, for some time, and the students honed their identification skills in the meantime. Fast forward to 2021, when another user uploaded another scorpion observation. They recognized it as belonging to the same genus and contacted an arachnid expert, Lauren Esposito. Together, they published a paper formally describing the species as new to science. But even if you don't find something brand new to science, chances are you can find something that's at least new to you. We will never get the ivory-billed woodpecker back, and that's sad. But it's not too late to learn or help. Nature as a whole is understudied, so you can participate in documenting it by simply paying attention and logging your finds. Doing so doesn't require traipsing into the backwoods of Louisiana listening for a double-knock call that may never come. Instead, you, and I mean you, can start at home and enjoy the discoveries.